0: Hello my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Ugly Growth Podcast. My name is Andrea cowen and I am super stoked to share today's episode with you. Today I am joined by my friend Jillian McDonald and we are getting deep into money, masculine and feminine polarity, relationships, sacred union, and what it's like to heal through heartbreak. This is a really beautiful episode. Me and Jillian have been talking a lot in the Instagram DM. She's been giving me a ton of relationship advice and she's just got so much wisdom to share. So I was like, you know what? We need to move this from the DMs onto the podcast. And I'm so, so, so glad we did. Jillian is also a personal trainer. She's a Reiki practitioner and she's also a published author of a book called Healing Colors and I'll put all of her information in the show notes for you to connect with her, so you can be sure to check that out below. I know I learned a lot from this conversation, and if you do as well, I would love if you would share this episode, you can share it with a friend who might be dealing with heartbreak or share it on your Instagram story, and you can tag me at Ugly Growth. My reach can only go so far, and I just absolutely love your support in getting this podcast into the ears of as many listeners as possible, and really doing so in an organic, authentic way. So I really appreciate your support, thank you for being here, and without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. Hello, Jillian. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. It's so, so nice to connect with you.
1: Hi. Yes. I'm so excited to be here and to have this chat with you. I feel like it's been brewing for a while.
0: <laughs> yes. It's been going down in the Instagram DMs for a while and I think <laughs> it's just better to move this onto the podcast and have like an actual conversation about it and and maybe help some other people who are moving through some similar struggles and yeah just I'm very very interested in like the topic of polarity lately and Mm. learning more about the masculine and feminine polarities and that's something that we've been talking about a lot and in both of our relationships and stuff like that so you seem to be very very knowledgeable on the subject (laughs)
1: Totally. Well, I've been on my own journey of discovering that part of myself. Um, I am someone who since I started my healing journey, I always have said, like, I want to become the most ascended, like most whole, most authentic version of myself possible in this lifetime. And when you ask for such big things, sometimes that comes with like very big lessons and just a much more challenging path, uh, but it's so worth it. And so, for myself, probably over the past, I would say, two or so years, um, I've really been diving into that masculine and feminine energy and learning about it as much as I can um, within myself, uh, which ultimately has led me to being in a divine sacred union with another, um, which is what I've always dreamed of and always wished for. And I think many women out there feel the same. I think a lot of men probably do too, but they might not even know what that means or what it means to be in their divine masculine, because we live in such a a toxic masculine environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And the idea of, of this sort of mathematic um relationship like it really is mathematics you know like the polarity of masculine and feminine coming together um it's a little almost taboo or it's not something that's talked about very much so i'm excited to have the opportunity to speak from my heart and share what i know and like you said hopefully uh, inspire some other people, or at least maybe give other people some, some grounding or some like, aha, I get, okay, this is what I'm feeling like this n- makes more sense now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just start off by you telling like a little bit about who you are and what you're about? I know you just mentioned that yet yeah, you've been on this journey of ascension and healing. So why don't we start there and just dig into what that experience has been like for you? Totally.
1: Um, so probably about, well, I guess since we are basically talking about relationships, like inner relationships and then outer, my healing journey started, uh, with a very toxic relationship. Um, I was, um, an empath in love with a narcissist and I fell into this. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's so classic, but yeah, I fell into this relationship and it ended really badly, um, don't need to go into detail, but yeah, like he was cheating on me and it was awful. And it, and, um, it kind of led me into depression. Um, and I had all this leftover anxiety because I'd been ignoring my intuition for so long. So I was just like completely lost, like had no idea who I was coupled with the fact that I was an empath. So that doesn't make it any easier to find out who you are. Um, and then that led to substance abuse and just like a really like dark night of the soul, And then I discovered meditation. Uh, so I know you're into psychedelics and and that. So I'd, I'd done a couple mushroom mushroom journeys and I loved the way that I felt. I really felt like I connected with my higher self and I just was like, you know, it was like, Oh, this is out there. This is so cool. But I didn't know how to integrate that into like my sober life. Um, and then one day I had found this chakra meditation and, um, I, I, just did it. I I was like, okay, I'm going to meditate. Like I heard this is good for me, whatever. And I experienced the same sort of feelings and sensations and like visuals that I got when I was mushrooms. And I was like, this is a thing. Like when you're sober, like I can achieve this. So it started this healing journey within myself of Basically, balancing back and forth for a long time of like using substances to get high and using meditation to like get high, and then eventually the substances completely went away, and meditation totally took over, and it became an integral part of my life. Um, something about chakras are. Uh, they're in my opinion, uh, they're everything there are energy portals. Each different chakra has, it holds a different part of us. And as we start to unlock our chakras, um, we strengthen the life force energy inside of us and we find out more and more of who we are and we chip away more at who we are, who we're not. And so eventually I got to this place where my chakras were flowing quite nicely. Um, I am a Reiki practitioner now, so I, I practice Reiki regularly, which has really helped. and And I, but I was like very masculine driven still. So I was very like working really hard all the time, overworking. I was in that hustle culture. I was, you know, trying to work like 15 hour days. um, And I was not really paying attention to my emotions yet and not really fully giving that part of me uh, the space that it deserved, you know rest like you don't rest when you're when you're needing to like put like put food on the table and stuff like that's lazy like all of these like negative things about rest and what emotions were appropriate and what ones weren't and all of that sort of stuff and then the pandemic hit and I was forced to rest and I was forced to stay home and I was forced to give myself space And one thing about me is I've always kind of uh, during my healing journey, like I am communicating with the divine. So I've always said, you know, give me the lessons that I need for my highest growth. And so they, you know, I trusted when the pandemic hit that for some reason it was for my highest good. And I spent pretty much the whole two years like in isolation. I live alone and. I spend all my time alone, and that caused me to have to rest, to have to feel my emotions. All of this stuff was coming up that I didn't even know was in there, and it, well, like, entered me into what I call, like, you know, your dark feminine or your wild feminine, where you start to feel your truth, you start to open up, and everything feels so good, but it's, like, almost explosive, and... um and so I was in that phase for a while and then slowly, but surely, um, I started to find a healthy balance of masculine and feminine energy. And I started to, um, find my center and everything really started to come together for me. And then at that point, that is when, uh, the man of my dreams that I could have liked that I literally have written in my book about, uh, walked into my life and, uh, that opened a whole new can of worms, of course, a whole nother level of healing. But uh, that's where I'm at today is kind of still learning the ins and outs of of what it means to be in a in a sacred, divine union relationship. But yeah, that led me that led me to here. So, in, in like as quickly as I could. That's that's a little about me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so interesting how our relationships are a portal to learning and. Yeah, just for anyone who's listening that's maybe like not familiar with the concept of like masculine and feminine energies and like thinks that we're talking about gender, could mm-hmm. could you maybe give like a little bit of a an explanation on on what you mean? To-
1: totally totally. So, um so it doesn't matter what sex you are, uh everybody has masculine and feminine energy within them. So there you you strive for a balance of both. Um <clears throat> And yeah, so like, if there's any confusion, it it doesn't matter about how you identify. Um, If you're in a same sex relationship, you can also have these masculine and feminine dynamics. It's it's very much an internal thing, but uh, to have a healthy masculine energy is to feel safe in your body, um, to feel grounded, to feel protected to feel very inspired by action. So to like take action, to like do the action things, but to do it from an inspired place. Um, to have unhealthy masculine energy or toxic traits would be someone who's overly controlling, um, someone who's really critical, really demanding, like very dictator, um, like just like not, not safe. Um, and that would be, a lot of people have like that that control, trolling sort of energy or a lot of relationships have that dynamic of wanting to like control the feminine. But then on the other side of things inside each of us, man and woman, uh, regardless of gender, there's a feminine energy. And so this is the less structured uh, energy. This actually, this energy has no structure. Um, It is literally just feeling everything. It is the inspiration that you get Uh, When you close your eyes, it is your intuition. It is your heart space. Um, So having a healthy feminine energy would be moving from your heart, would be open, compassionate, forgiving, going with the flow, which means resting when you need, working when you feel inspired, just like living kind of moment to moment and being very present with yourself. An unhealthy feminine energy would be someone who uses their emotions to control or manipulate others, Um, someone who kind of has a victim mindset who feels like they're not in control of their life or they're like they're the victim of everything or they're the victim of circumstance, someone who is very codependent. This would all be unhealthy Feminine dynamic, but when you're balanced in both, you are able to feel safe in your body. So um, you're able to to feel your emotions, all of them, the full spectrum, the good and the bad. And rather than judging yourself for those emotions, you just let them move through you. You understand them. You understand your intuition. You move every day when you feel inspired, and you take action from that heart centered place, um, and you you protect yourself, um, but you allow yourself to expand. So you allow your heart to stay open, even in the tough moments, even in the hard times. Um, and it just leads it's, it puts you in a very good place to live your truth and like to surrender to the higher plan. Um, yeah. So that would be like what on an energetic level. Um, and it's, it's within all of us, anyone who is like on a healing journey who wants to like find their purpose and their passion and live their truth is going to want to have that balanced, uh, masculine
0: and feminine energy inside. Yeah. That's super interesting. And I think, yeah, I mean, I talk to a lot of women who are definitely like more in their masculine, just based on the society that we live in for sure, because it's what's valued, right? It's the, the productivity, the efficiency, the do, 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 and push, and strive, and Mm -hmm. compete, and do all those things. So I think for me- Yeah, competition. Yeah, competition's a big one, and I think I used to be more in that, and then through the course of my healing journey, really, like, leaned into my heart space- And uh, I think I kind of just like let the masculine structure go completely. And I've been very much in that space of like, yeah, the dark feminine that you've mentioned of like feeling all the things and like, it's a little bit chaotic at times and just allowing myself to move through all of that and express all of that in whatever way it comes up has been so crucial for me and just like learning how to express myself and like share my voice and share my truth I think that's been like such a pivotal part of my journey and I mean I guess that's how we connected on on Instagram right (laughs) is because we both have like similar similar journeys and similar stories and now now here we are
1: (laughs) totally and like really we did connect because of that that part where you were at where you were speaking your truth because you were speaking your truth on instagram and i resonated with it from my heart space from my truth and it was like one of those things where i was like i know i have to message her um but yeah i like that you touched on that on that wild chaotic uh aspect of the feminine energy uh because it's it's beautiful like um if if you think about mother earth like that is a a big uh expanded image of feminine energy mother earth can be you know like that that nurturing that peaceful that soft that beautiful sensual energy but it can also be like chaos and destruction and and hurricanes and all of this like like crazy, wild, powerful, strong energy, um, which needs to destroy things sometimes in order to create better things. And that is, you know, part of the power that you feel when you first step into that energy, when you're like, yeah, like, I don't care. I'm going to say how I feel. I don't care what it like, if it ruins something, because like, that's my truth and that's who I am. And it's like a really powerful place to be in, but it's definitely an ungrounded place because it's like, because the feminine is not supposed to be grounded. The feminine is supposed to just be wild. And, um, so like, it's amazing that you've been experiencing that. Um, but then once you kind of get all that out and you're like, you realize the power in that, then that's when you start to like find your masculine balance again, you let the masculine back in, in a healthy way, uh, not in like an over, productive or over uh, controlling way, remembering that, you know, it's not always your a, a man or a partner or a person outside of yourself. That is that toxic masculine energy. It can also be inside you. You could be that toxic masculine energy for yourself. Like you could be telling yourself like, why aren't you working? Why are you resting? You're lazy. Like you're not doing enough. Uh, your work is terrible. Like all those little voices in your head, can actually be the toxic masculine energy talking. So yeah, I think for the, the women listening or the men, anyone who's kind of finding their divine feminine energy, it's within everyone. The first step is five, figuring out what your truth is. So figuring out what it is you stand for, what it is you want in life, uh, figuring out what, like, what makes you light up. And then it is like opening to that truth. And starting to heal and starting to forgive others. Um, the feminine is all about being heart centered. So just like cracking open that heart and realizing that you're not a victim, that you have all the power and that every other person in the world is going through something similar to you. And so if someone hurts you, it might not be intentional. Maybe it is intentional because they were hurt. So they, that was their defense mechanism or their way of protecting or whatever, but finding forgiveness in your heart for, for everyone that has ever hurt you, um, and healing all of that and finding compassion for those that you don't necessarily agree with stepping into that expanded consciousness is the healing aspect of the feminine energy. Once you've kind of healed that then you really can start to surrender because your heart's open. So you can start to, you know, be like, okay, whatever's meant for me will come to me. I, I know that I'm heal healing. I know who I am. I know what my truth is. And that's when you start to become that magnet for all things that are good. And it brings that power for feeling. And you're like, okay. And you start to gain momentum and you're like, yeah. And then you enter that wild feminine phase where, where it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, like this is so awesome and great. And it's just so expanded. And then, yeah. And then you come back to to the, the container of the masculine. And I found for myself, what I really noticed with your journey and mine is similar is that I had that huge explosive feminine energy where it's like, I cried every day. And some days it was a good cry. And some days it was a bad cry. And I moved my body. And like, I was so in touch with my body like more than ever before. And then I had to grow my masculine energy to be able to contain that so that I could express my heart in a safe way from a safe place. And I could use discernment about how much to share and when to share and when to work and when to rest and build a healthy structure in my life and build a healthy structure around my relationships and my business and all of those sorts of things.
0: Yeah. And so... For someone, yeah, maybe like me, who is wanting to develop more of her like masculine structure, like what would you say to to me as a a starting point?
1: I would say starting to be very real with yourself about your emotions and starting to speak to yourself in a way of a, like a loving father figure would because a lot of times the the masculine energy that we see our first masculine energy is our father. And so for someone like myself, my father wound is that my, he wasn't very emotionally available. He was there physically. Uh he was a great provider, but he didn't show his emotions ever and he um rarely hugged me, rarely said I love you. Any a lot of those like those like more like sentiment, like the way a father should, or the way a masculine energy should, you know? And so I didn't really know how to express my emotions, or I didn't really know how to, how to feel the full spectrum and and not get upset with myself when I had an emotion that wasn't positive. Um, and so I had to really start to to train myself and to talk to myself, like if I was feeling really bad, or maybe if I had, you know, an emotion that kind of exploded out of me that, that wasn't necessarily positive. I'd have to sit down with myself and be like, it's okay, Jillian, if you're feeling these emotions, like this is part of the experience. The fact that you can feel emotions on this, in this spectrum is a good thing. Like letting your emotions go is a good thing. Understanding all of them is going to help you. And then just like starting to to really feel safe in my body in a new way. So starting to use new methods of like breath work and trying out new physical activity, um, you know, like cold showers, just like ways to bring yourself into your body so that when you have these these big emotions, you're not so way out there and like almost like like chaotic, right? You're kind of like, okay, I'm having this emotion. I'm letting it pass. I'm understanding, I'm feeling it getting into your body is definitely i would say probably like the big one um finding ways to like bring yourself back down and ground yourself and then yeah talking to yourself like like just witnessing your thoughts and like which ones are are the unhealthy ones and and then just taking some time to like sit with yourself in those and and maybe like reflect like where did i get this from or does this feel healthy does this feel good and then, and yeah, just like being a container for those emotions where you can, you can have them all without feeling guilty for having them all. Yeah. Does that resonate? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because in some ways I like, like listening to you speak on that. I'm like, I feel like my masculine in that sense is very developed. Like I'm an extremely grounded person. I am very mm-hmm. much in my body But then Mm -hmm. in other ways, like in my business, for example, I just have had such a difficult time sort of like implementing the structures that Mm -hmm. I need in place in order to really like build and thrive and like really set those foundational pieces. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Um, So I would suggest for your business is um, coming up like, coming up with a game plan, it doesn't necessarily have to be set in stone game plan, but just like sitting down and getting real with yourself, what your goals are for the next three months, what your goal is for the next year. Um, really taking that time in the morning to, I, I feel like you probably already do this, but to like sit down, decide what you want for that day, decide what your priorities are for that day, even that week. Like I find making lists so helpful because, um, it, it just gives me structure. Like it allows me the the freedom to flow within a structure. So it's like, okay, I can do whatever I want as long as I also do these things. So I have like the space to still like move through my day. Um, Not overbooking yourself either with tasks, like not getting so like almost like one foot like living in the future you know like one foot in front of the other like just going day by day and task by task while still having that idea for the future um without it being set in stone i think like for myself with my business i'm very much a person who i'm like I put a lot of trust into the universe and into the divine and I know what I would like. I know the feeling I would like, I know where I'm going, but I don't have it like locked in place. Like, I'm not like, if I don't get here by this date, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. Or like, if I don't do this, um, like I suck at what I do. Um, I try to just like go with the flow. So I use my feminine energy to go with the flow, but then I set out a plan week to week. I, I make a budget. I make, I write down, you know, everything that I'm going to spend. I write down all my predicted income and I make a very structured container for my business while still allowing myself to flow within that container.
0: hmm Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Does that, do you feel do you feel like you do that? Or is that some like where what part of that like stuck out to you where you feel like you could use more of or what you already do?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely work for me to implement there in terms of, yeah, like actually thinking about budgeting and, you know, where I'm putting my money after it comes in for my clients and, and stuff like that. And making sure I'm putting away money for taxes and, and doing all those sort of like admin things. Like, oh, I'm just, so
1: relatable. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I just like, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, like I love the client work. Like I absolutely love what I do with my clients and I feel like I'm so good at it. But then everything else with running the business, I'm just like, ah.
1: <laughs> so part of that honestly could be like hiring an assistant or finding a business advisor or a bookkeeper, um, you don't have to do it all on your own. And you don't have to be Mm -hmm. responsible for all that stuff that you don't really want to do. So like, I find like, if there's something that I'm not really good at, then I'm going to find someone who is, and I'm going to pay them to do it. And I, and I'm going to put my money into myself that way. I know we both uh, um, feel like, you know, you spend money to make money. Like you invest in yourself, you invest money into, into yourself and it's going to come back. Um, I've seen you post about that before and I feel the exact same way. And I'm someone who's really had to um, learn money from, nothing my my this is actually a huge masculine father wound thing um my dad and my mom weren't very good with money they never have been they've always been like when you when you make more spend more when you make less well you gotta like somehow make the ends meet but like but but like i don't know we'll figure it out kind of type thing and i when i first was in my original relationship like the the toxic one I got a $4000 credit card I took us on trips I just choo, 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 spent all this money I was a server so I was making money every day and then I was spending it just as much on drinks and like money just like did not have value to me and it was just like okay um and then I thought at first I thought this was healthy I was like yeah I'm going to like Like, it's okay. I'm always going to make more. It doesn't matter. I can spend whatever I want because it doesn't matter. I'm always going to make more. And I didn't even do my taxes for a couple of years because I was so scared of the tax man Um, for a couple of years after my breakup. I did like, I ended up, I actually got fired from my serving job. Um, and I had, my business was just kicking off. Um, I hadn't really invested any time into my business because I was so depressed and I was distracting myself with substances and just with partying. And I had maybe like four or five clients. And that was when I really was like, okay, I got to like get my ass in gear and like figure this out or I'm going to be homeless. So like, we better figure this out and quick so I started like getting money, but then I was catching, playing catch up for so long that there wasn't anything tangible. So I had to learn, you know, that abundance frequency that like, okay, even though I don't have physical dollars, I'm still abundant, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge lesson. And like, eventually I started to, to get the physical dollars, but then I was almost like, scared to budget because I thought that meant I was living in lack. Or I thought that if I was budgeting and if I wasn't allowing myself to spend whatever I wanted, then I was somehow living a scarcity mindset. So I was almost like tricking myself out of structure because I thought that that was like somehow limiting me, but actually creating that safe container allows more to flow in because you're taking care of yourself. You're protecting yourself. You're creating a safe space for yourself, a nest for yourself. And that's actually going to allow more abundance to flow in. And so like, once I did my taxes, my tax guy was like, you're doing great. Like your business is growing this much every year. Like everything's looking really good. And that gave me confidence. Um, And then when I met Damien, actually, he was the one that pointed out, like he said, he could very clearly see when you make more money, you spend more money. And then when you don't have it, you're depressed and you're stressed and you're blaming the universe that you don't have money and all of this stuff. And he's like, you need to budget. And I noticed the first thing that came up was like, well, no, I like eating healthy is important to me. So I'm going to spend whatever I want on food. Like, I don't care. And it's like, okay, do that, but then budget that, like budget yourself that amount of money that you want to spend on food. And actually just a couple of weeks ago, I sat down and I, and I, it felt really good. I wrote down every single thing that I eat every week. I wrote down all the prices of all the food. I wrote down, I gave myself a budget for fancy drinks because I like to drink kombucha and whatever else I gave myself a budget for when Damien sends me to go get uh Gatorades. Like I put everything in there and then I put all my, my, the money I predicted to make. And sure enough, I was making more than I was spending with this budget, which made me feel really good and safe. I also, the same thing with the taxes. Like I didn't put any money away from my taxes and now I'm paying for that. And, uh, it's, it sucks, but it's like, okay, now I'm going to live and learn. Like I'm going to put 10% of everything I make into a separate bank account. And then as that 10% grows, you see it growing, which makes you feel more abundant, which makes you create more abundance and more money and like more and more and more and more and more. And it just continues to expand. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like doing those uncomfortable things um, because you want to feel safe. It's like your, your feminine is asking your masculine for safety, um, mm-hmm. like the feminine energy. Um, one thing that one of my uh, coaches, friends, whatever, one thing that she says is with feminine and masculine, it's she sees he sees her. So it's like the feminine asks, the feminine is like, OK, this is how I feel. So this is, this is what I'm feeling. And then the masculine answers that call. So when you're like, okay, I'm feeling lack, I'm, or I'm feeling unstructured. I'm feeling like I need this, whatever. Now it's your masculine's job to create that for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like one of my recent learnings is like one of the most important things I think I've learned is that, and like money is just energy. Like it has energy Mm -hmm. and like, there's a big energetic difference between like choosing not to spend money out of like a desire to honor yourself and honor your money and like loving yourself versus choosing not to spend out of fear that money is mm-hmm. running out and that it's like you're not going to have more money right like those are two very different energetic mm-hmm. states to be in um so yeah like the thoughts and feelings around your money are basically what create the create the outcome Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's why you can spend like $6 on your latte. If you're putting that energy behind it of like, I'm worthy of this. It's a treat. I deserve this. It's like a good vibration behind that versus like, oh, I really shouldn't be doing this. And, uh, but you know, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to hope that I I have enough. Like, that's like a way different frequency.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. And yeah, I mean, we've gotten really like I'm um, down this money rabbit hole now and I love <laughs> it. <laughs> but I did want to speak to you about relationships as well, because um, I think it's an, a really important topic. And is, I mean, the reason that we've been talking so much lately is actually because you kind of like introduced me virtually to <laughs> this man <laughs> who I was seeing for the last few months. We're going to call him Matt for the sake of this podcast. Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) let's, let's talk about that.
1: Totally. Um, so yeah, so we talked about, about, uh, developing your masculine and feminine energy within yourself, which once, so probably most people listening to this podcast are on a healing journey, um, or curious about a healing journey if they're not already on it. And one thing that comes with that is opening your heart completely, right? Like the ultimate the ultimate goal is to be living completely in love with yourself, with everything around you, with your life, your job, every, everything is is like quote unquote perfect. That's like the goal of healing is to feel good in, in most moments. And so when you're on this journey, um, you can only get so far by yourself. You can only do so much inner work on your own until you've kind of almost like reached the top. And then at that point, you're going to call in a partner who is also on a healing journey where your two holes can now become like a super hole. And you can start to dig into those really intimate, deep, scary, um, vulnerable places of your heart and open those up and create this whole new level of safety within your relationship, which opens your heart to this new level where you get to experience life on an even richer and greater place. So for myself, I was at that point where I was kind of like capped up. Like I I remember perfectly the week that Damien and I met, I had just got my new car. I finished my, like my teeth were all straight. I like had all this money in my bank. Like I loved my house. I love like everything was great. And I just had this feeling. I'm like, everything in my life is perfect. Like, I think I'm going to meet the one. I think it's going to happen. And I remember like I went home for a family dinner and I cooked this huge dinner for my family. Cause I was celebrating for myself. Like I was like, yeah, like I like everything is great in my life. And while I'm sitting down at the dinner table, I get this DM from this guy and he's like, Hey, uh, and so he, he's a He's a pro MMA fighter. He has his own gym. He's a kickboxer. I had just taken up kickboxing that year. And I just fired my coach like two weeks before. Um, He's like, Hey, I was wondering if you would come to my gym and give me Reiki. And I was like, what? Like a guy who wants Reiki? Like, what is this? And he has like that cute little top knot and he's in good shape and, and he's a kickboxer. And I was just like, right away, I was like, I think this is the guy. Like, I think this is it. And, uh, so he's like, he's, he's like, and actually I was kind of hoping we could trade. So like you could give me Reiki and then I could give you a kickboxing session. And I'm like, well, you read my mind. Cause I was also hoping that that's what was going to happen. So we met, and like right away, I just like had this like like I went home. I told my friend, I'm like, I think I met my boyfriend. And like, how many times do, do girls say that, right? All the time. She was like, Oh, okay, sure. But I was like, No, I think I met my boyfriend. <laughs> like, and then sure enough, like a couple of weeks later, we got in a relationship. And so the first step of being in these divine sacred unions is completely healing your inner child. So like all of the things that you haven't healed. Uh, all of your mother and father wounds all of these these parts of you that are buried way deep down come to the surface to be healed and so anything like anything that we all have mother and father wounds um and they all run deep so anything that is there that needs to be healed is going to start to come up so what sort of happened with you and matt is that is that this this was starting to happen right like you two were meeting you were in this place of like fi- of like finding yourself like you're just about in that in that full grounded space just about and he also is a a conscious or a man on his way to being a conscious male um growing his own business speaking his truth doing all kind of like very much mirroring where you're at in your life so you two come together and you you're these mirrors for each other you're both relating so deeply on all these realms but like both like you still had a little bit of your masculine to grow and he still had some feminine to grow. And so because of that, there was like a a bit of a clash. And one thing about your being in your feminine energy, which you are and is like, knowing what you want and knowing your truth and speaking that. And I remember the first time when he tried to break up to you, break up with you, you came to my DMS and you're like, Oh, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I think he's, he's breaking up with me. And I'm like, okay, well, if that door's closed, great. Because that means another door is opening. Like that means that if he's not the one, like we trust the universe here, we surrender to the divine plan here. So if he's not the one, awesome. Like, let's move on. And you're like well that's the thing the door is not really closed we kind of decided we're gonna do this like not committed but still in each other's lives and like do to do little dance that happens a lot
0: yeah we're gonna be friends friends.
1: (laughs) yeah we're gonna be friends and i was like that, well, is that what you want? Like, is that what you feel like you want? And you're like, no, I don't, that's not what I want. I'm like, well, you better tell them that's not what you want. So like, that was a huge growing point for you because you were, yeah. you know, your truth, you were surrendering to like, okay, even if this doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. Cause I know what I deserve and I know my truth. And then of course it became a little bit more complicated because then he was like, okay, yes, this is what I want. And then he decided he was gonna to commit to you. And that was when both you and I were like, sweet, like he's doing it, he's stepping into his masculine. This is Wait, so awesome.
0: Let's pause for a uh, second, let's pause for a second. Okay. <laughs> because, like, this is a, a really important aspect of what my instinct was to do. Like when he said, like, let's just be friends and kind of go with the flow and see how, yeah, see how things go in the future, maybe my initial reaction was like yeah okay I'm just happy to have you like in my life and like I'd love to be with this person one day right so like Mm -hmm. I'll take I'll take what I can get and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very much always been my my attitude of like not valuing myself enough to really speak like no this is what I deserve this is what I want in a relationship and I've always just kind of been like well yeah okay like if you think that's for the best then sure. Um, but then that just leaves me completely open to this, like, well, I'll be holding on to this energy Mm. of like, maybe what if one day, (laughs) and I knew, I knew I would be doing that. Um, so I think it was so, so, so important for you to be like, no, you need to, you need to say like what you actually want and what you deserve. And, but yeah, that's what I did. I really was like, no, like I want someone who is in this with me, like no matter what energy, like regardless of circumstances, wants to overcome things together, like wants to really do the work and grow together and all that sort of thing. So I think that was yeah, a huge, huge, huge growing point. Um, just the the freedom to really claim that, like claim, mm. claim what you're worthy of.
1: Totally. And that's like a huge thing for, Like, I don't know how many women are out there in these wishy-washy, half committed, half not. Uh, He's probably seeing a couple girls, but like maybe you're his main one or maybe he's just telling you that or whatever. These like wishy-washy things because people are scared to ask for what they really want or they're afraid that if they lose this person, they might not get something better or um, like for me with, with my, like, not my toxic ex, but I had one in the middle and And he very like, he didn't want a relationship with me, but he still wanted me in his life um, as his friend. And this went on for a couple of years where I was his friend, like literally like two or three years where I was his friend. But in the back of my mind, I was like, one day he'll figure it out. One day we'll be together. He's so perfect for me. I know he's perfect for me. So one day (laughs) we'll be together. And meanwhile, I was like torturing myself because I was never fully closing that door. And then therefore I could, if, if the jar is already full, you can't put something else in it. So like I had to like close that door.
0: Hard truth. Coming out right now.
1: <laughs> Literally, but it's just like, you know, like, and so like I had to close that door and realize my worth and realize he wasn't it and wasn't giving it to me and like take for truth. What is showing up in my reality? Like if he was the one he would commit, If he was, if he was really it, he would know that. And if he's not, or like, maybe he has to completely lose me in order to realize that. So like, I have to detach, be okay with whatever the outcome is, because I like, and surrender, right? That's that part of the, of the heart opening to like trusting the divine, that, that the right one will come and that I know what I'm worthy of. And that doesn't matter when it is, uh, it will come in divine timing. And yeah, like making those hard cuts, like like being showing up for myself and being true to myself. And I think that's kind of where like it got a little confusing for you afterwards, because of, of course, like he did try to step up but at the end of the day, he just wasn't ready, which you can't change that. That's not your choice to make. And the yeah. more you pull at that, the more you're like, oh, but maybe and like and you're trying to make it work that's like n- not a not a good energy to feel as the other part like to feel that pulling like like wanting energy like the the polarity he's going to instantly start to pull away because it's it's not it's not the magnet that it started mm-hmm. out to be and so when you're sure of yourself and you're sure of your worth and you're you trust in the plan and you really like allow yourself to to be your main person then you have this magnetism about you, which is like the true goddess energy of like, whatever is meant for you will come to you and, and the man will come and the job will come and the experiences will come because like, you are fully full in yourself and trusting yourself. Um, and that's when like, it pulls in that man because you're no, you're no longer needing him. You're totally fine, but like you have space for him when he comes
0: yeah yeah so yeah going back to (laughs) kind of what happened yeah so I claimed what I wanted what I deserved he decided to step up and say like yeah I want to be exclusive I want to commit and then it immediately went into this like sort of chaotic up and down of second guessing of whether or not this was actually what he wanted and I I had quite a bit of doubt as well but I saw like he was really in it so I was like okay like I need to be grounded here because we can't both be in our doubt or otherwise like this is just gonna completely fall apart Mm -hmm. so I basically pulled my shit together to kind of try and be there for him which also is like not really (laughs) how the dynamic would be like in an ideal sort of polarity situation Mm -hmm. right like he would be the one that's grounded and I I would be the one who's in my emotions and sort of all over the place Mm -hmm. so yeah it was like a week of of that sort of up and down energy of like intense up and down going from like yeah I can't wait to like live together and like when do you want to get married like I'm so excited to be your partner for this next phase of your life like deep conversations about the future to suddenly like no I actually can't do this I'm, Mm. I'm not ready. Like, I'm just not ready. So it was such a fucking
1: whirlwind. Oh, (sighs) it is. And like, the thing is, if, if he really was the one, then you just knowing your truth, knowing what you want and knowing what you deserve and standing in that, even when he runs, even when he goes, would be enough to pull him back. And if it wasn't, then then he's not the one because mm-hmm. that's like the main sort of lesson in all of this is is like even when they're not sure and they're not grounded you still are because you still know your truth and you still know what you deserve and so even you like you being that grounded center like that is showing because I remember like we talked about how your your this has been a lesson for your masculine energy but like that's showing the strength of your masculine is being like okay, like I know what I want. So you can be it, or you might not be it, doesn't change my knowing of what I want. And I know with my own partner, we like the first three months of our our relationship, like it was just like that. Like was this intense, like really, really high. And then the next day, like, like multiple times, he would like pack his bags and be like, nope, this just isn't working for me. Like, I just can't do this. Like this, I don't think this is gonna work. And the first time it happened, I was like, I, I was still kind of dealing with my own trauma of like, um, also like how you kind of were in that doubt of like one foot in one foot out. So I was like, all right, you want to go, then you go like, just so you know, if you close this door it's closed for good. Like that was like my wall, right. Of being like, if this is done, then it's done. And too bad, like so sad. And, um, and then of course he was like, oh no, wait, no, 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 just kidding. Like, this is, I don't actually want to end this and then it happened again and the next but because of that first break when when he there's the chance of him possibly going it actually taught me that i really did love him and that i really did want to be with him it was like a growing point for me because i was like wait a second if i lose him i'm actually really sad like he actually is all of these things that i that i want and it was like a a, re- a realization for me of like oh, I did have one foot in one foot out. And like, oh, I I wasn't actually uh, the very sure about him, but now I am. Mm. So then the next time he tried that, I was like, no, I know you're what I want. I love you. So if you decide to go, that's your choice. But like, I love you and I want you and I know that you're the one that I want. And then once again, he came back. Um, and then there was the one time where He said, "You know, I don't think this is working. I think, I think we had about four of these moments. Honestly, I don't know if this is working. I don't think this is going to work." And I like cried in my bed, like massive, big cries, like just like those, like, like those, like wailing, like really dramatic, like big cries. And I, I had, you know, those thoughts of like, I'm just never going to love anyone again, (laughs) like, uh, all that. And then I kind of caught myself and I was like, No, no, wait a second, like. This love is really good. I love love. I want love. I want to feel this. I want all of this. This whole experience has been amazing. Like, I felt like I feel more in love than I ever have. Like, da da da. And like, if it's over, okay, it's really sad. It's really painful, but I don't care. I'm still going to love again because like, love is painful. Like, love is beautiful. Pain is beautiful. Like, the whole human experience is so crazy and wild like how am i even able to experience these emotions and it was like this huge realization of like okay even if it hurts i don't care i still want it and like i just let myself like cry and cry and cry at the thought of losing him and then sure enough back he comes (laughs) and i was like okay so i just had this huge heart-wrenching like my life is gonna end cry and then he's back Um, And then the final time that it happened, I was like fed up. Like, I was like, this can't keep happening. Like, I'm, I'm over this. Like, I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep thinking I'm losing you forever going crazy emotional and then it not ending. And I, I like sat on, we sat, we're sitting on our bed together crying together because he was having like he has his own trauma, right? Like everyone does. And his trauma, like he has like deep abandonment wounds where he was like, I want to leave you before you leave me. That was his reasoning of like, I know you're going to leave me one day. So I'm going to do it first so that I like, don't get hurt. Yep. And he's like, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. He kept saying, and I'm like, no, I'm like, if you were doing this for me, you'd do the work, even though it's hard, you'd sit through this pain, even though it's hard, because like, (laughs) if you really love me, You would do it like you're not doing this for me. You're doing this because you're scared. You're doing this because you're fearful. Like this is not for me. Amen. And I, right? And I said, I said, like, I I sat on the bed and I said, I want someone who's gonna do the work. I want someone who knows they can't live without me. I want someone that is like so like scared at the thought of losing me. Who's gonna do whatever it takes to be with me? And I know this is hard. This is hard on you. This is hard on me. I know it's hard but like, it's worth it for me to like, get to be with someone like you. And I want it to be the same for you. Like, I want you to do the work because I'm that person I'm the one for you. And we never had another one of those conversations again. That was the last one, because it was like, I don't know what might've clicked in him, or maybe just the fact that he allowed himself to feel all of those fears. And we cried together for so long at all of these these things that were buried deep inside him that needed to come out because Mm -hmm. once they're out, they're out, right? They're not there anymore. So you don't have to worry about them anymore. So that might've been part of it. But then also just like for me, declaring that felt really good. Like saying, okay, you know what? If you want to go, go. But like, I know what I'm worth and I know I want a man like, I want that, like, not like, I hate to say Prince Charming, but you know, like, I want that. I want that relationship. So like, if that's not it, Okay, and uh, that was a huge moment. And, yeah, like ever since then we've we still have our ups and downs absolutely, but like it has never come to that uh much of a dramatic point again,
0: <laughs> yeah, and something that's so important, like a lesson from that, and just something that I've been seeing a lot of recently, is like I think there's a misconception that when you meet your ideal partner, it's all supposed to like be super easy and everything's Mm -hmm. supposed to feel yummy, and amazing, and juicy, and it's just supposed to be effortless, and that is not, (laughs) that's not how it goes, because when you actually meet your ideal partner, when you meet your mirror, and yeah, that, it is a mirror, like, that's something that Matt and I would say to each other a lot, is, like, I see so much of myself in you, and that's what we liked about each other so much, is, like, we've had such similar experiences, we're on such similar journeys, but when you actually meet someone who's a mirror, that's when you are like rubbing up against yourself and you're seeing like all of your own stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, like all of the shadow is coming up and like, like all, yeah, all of the inner child wounds start coming up. Because especially in your romantic relationships is when those early attachment bonds really come to the surface and like, yeah, the sorts of relationships that you had with your mom or with your father, like that is kind of the love that you expect and the love that you give in relationships. So yeah, if you had a father or a mother who like was very inconsistent in their love, like sometimes they're very loving and then sometimes they weren't, like that's what you learn to expect about what love is, that love is inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So then you attract Mm -hmm. a partner who doesn't actually really treat you well. Like most of the time is mean, sometimes is nice, but that feels normal to you because that's what you've Mm -hmm. learned about what love is. And so I think Mm -hmm. that was like a large part of what was coming up for him, at least at first was that it just didn't actually like feel 100% safe to receive healthy love Mm -hmm. because it's not something that he had experienced before. And then Mm -hmm. like some part near the end like when we actually like ended things or at least it feels like we've definitely ended things now um he was like he was telling me that he realized that the reason he like kind of put me through all of this was he just like didn't want to disappoint me in the same way that he like didn't want to disappoint his mother when he was a child Right. So like those early caregiver Mm -hmm. dynamics are so, so crucial for how we actually act and respond in our romantic relationships as adults. And it's not fun. It's not fun.
1: No. And it's, that's like, I love that you said that about like what people expect a, a healthy relationship to be, because that's so true when you meet your mirror or like the one, like, you both have to almost be in agreement of like, okay, we're going to do this shit together because it's going to happen. And if you're not able to do it together, then that's when it doesn't work. But like, if you're both like, okay, we want to heal, we're going to heal our mom wounds, our dad wounds. We're going to see these gross parts of ourselves. Like some of the stuff about myself that I thought I'd healed that was coming up was so like, I had to like learn to love and forgive myself about some of the, like the tantrums I would throw or like the, like what, like the whininess that I had that I didn't think I still needed to work on, but it would come up. And the thing about Damien is he won't stand for that. Right. Like he's, he instantly will say this feels toxic when I, when I do those like toxic things. And I, then I'm like, Oh, okay, you're right. Like this is a me thing, not a you thing. I got to figure this out. Like I can't be putting this on you. This isn't your responsibility. Um, And I think that, Um, We, we tend to do that with our partners, right? Like we want them to fulfill our, our fix our wounds. Uh, We want them like we want, I, you know, you want the perfect father. And so you look for that in a man, but that's not your intimate partner's job. Um, Or you want the mother that you never had. And so you look for that in a woman. And once again, not your intimate partner's job. And so learning to heal those things together it's hard and it sucks at the beginning, but then you heal them. And then that relationship can be that beautiful flower, that, that wonderful thing, you know, once you get through that, and even when you have the tough times, you're going to have the tools to work through them where it doesn't feel like, like toxic or like a make or break or like, like so unsafe every time it's like, okay, we're having one of our moments. Let's figure it out. Let's get through this uncomfortable part. Let's take space if we need. And then let's come back because either way, we're committed to each other. Either way, we're going to do this. Either way, we love each other. And a lot of times when you're in these relationships, these sacred unions, the first few weeks feel fantastic because you've met that person. You've found that mirror. You have found all that amazing stuff. It's like the honeymoon phase, but it, it happens, I believe, so that you know what is like what that spark was, what that initial energy was so that when it starts to get shitty you're not really questioning it as much because you're like okay wait no I remember that this was this was all happening at the beginning like this is good this is meant to be um so you can get through that tough stuff together it's when you um start to have these unreal expectations about your partner or your one of you is committed to healing but one of you is not or one of you is yeah is like like or you're both unhealed and you're looking for that healing in each other you know the narcissist empath things like all of these unhealthy relationship dynamics they they're not for the purpose of of becoming sacred union of becoming together one day um whereas when you are in the sacred union it's to completely open your heart to like blast you into this new dimension of reality where you're like so safe and so heart open and so purposeful and passionate and all things good um, because you've had, you've been able to heal on that deeper, intimate, vulnerable level.
0: Yeah. And I think like, that's scary for a lot of people because you really have to like, let a huge part of your ego fully dissolve in order Mm -hmm. to really like come into partnership and like hey yeah, have two souls really merge into one like it, mm-hmm. you have to suspend a lot of beliefs that you've held about who you are and like who you who you believe yourself to be in order to really come together in that in that sacred union and i think yeah ultimately uh he just wasn't ready for that and he just wasn't ready to really prioritize a relationship you know that was something he said it's like mm-hmm. it's just not it's not like a top goal for him right now. It's not a priority. And like, yeah, it it is a lot of work. And I think you do have to be in a place where you're ready to to be in that work together. And if you're not, then yeah, like don't don't waste someone's time. So on the one hand, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm grateful that he recognized that and so can just like, let me go. But at the same time, Mm it's like, it doesn't feel that easy right now to just be like oh yeah okay he's not ready like I'm just I'm letting this go it's like even though it was really terrible at the end like kind of how he handled things I think he did a terrible job (laughs) he did a terrible job handling things at the end and he owns up to that fully he gave me like a really incredible apology and I'm, I'm very grateful for that but Honestly, I think it would have been easier if he hadn't apologized and I could have just been like, he's an asshole, like, it doesn't matter. But because he gave me that amazing apology, it was like, oh, yeah, like, I know this isn't who he is. And like, I see, I see the wounding that it's come from. And I like, uh, oh, I just, yeah, I, I care a lot about him. And obviously, like, from that place of caring, it's like, I want him to make the, be- the decision that's best for him, right? And even, mm-hmm. even understanding that that is not necessarily with me. So
1: that is, I think the reason why he did that apology is exactly for the reason why you said you wish he hadn't, because now you have to love him unconditionally. You have to still have that love and compassion for him. You can't close down your heart and say, well, fuck him. He's an asshole. You know, like you have to still have that open heart, which is a huge part of your business. Like what makes you so successful is being able to have that open heart and to have that love and compassion and forgiveness for all humans. And so Like that to me is very relatable with, with my, my in-between ex. So like not the toxic one, uh, but the one before the one that I was mentioning, you know, I had this ongoing long friendship with Um, when he, we were friends before we started dating. And when he broke up with me, um, it was a short relationship, but he broke up with me and he instantly had a new girlfriend. Like he literally broke up with me for a new girl who was quote unquote better And I, because we'd had this long friendship beforehand, I found it really hard to hate him. Like I couldn't hate him. I still wanted to love him. I still wanted what was best for him. I still like wanted him to succeed and all of this stuff. And it made it worse because like, I just wanted to hate him so bad, but like, I couldn't because, and so I had to, for the next like three to six months, maybe longer, I had to work on like loving him for who he was, even if that meant he wasn't with me because Mm. I just loved him. Like, even if that meant he had to be with this new girl, I still had to love him. And uh, that was like my biggest heart opening moment. Like I accredit him with so much because like, that was when I first truly learned what unconditional love was. Um, because conditional love would have been like, if you don't love me, then I don't love you. If we can't be together, then I don't love you. But unconditional love is no matter what you do and who you are and any choice you make and anything you do, I still love you because I think you're a good human and because I can see your heart. And so therefore I love you. And it's So hard, but it's such a huge, important part of, of heart opening and like stepping into that fifth dimensional frequency of like unified consciousness, consciousness, (laughs) um, which is like, when we get back to the chakras, it's like, we have our seven main chakras and then we swoop back around, back down into our heart. And it opens something called our high heart, which is our eighth chakra, um, which brings this love and oneness for everyone and everything on mama earth. And I think getting our hearts broken in that way is a huge initiation for that because I have never felt the same since. And, um, that, that feels very similar to me with what you're
0: experiencing with Matt right now. (laughs) (laughs) It feels funny to call him Matt, but yeah, it's it's just for the best that we don't, we don't use his name. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I mean, it's, like I feel really good about my ability to genuinely be like no I like I have full belief in him as a human and like what he's striving to do in the world and I think he's incredible and yeah I I do love him even though it all went the way that it did and even though like it's not ever gonna be a thing or whatever like I don't even know if we'll ever kind of follow each other on Instagram again <laughs> like mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's it's the ability to to keep my heart open in the process, even though it's painful and even though I think it would be easier to yeah, go into that space of like anger and hate about it. Like, I know that I don't feel that way. I know that mm-hmm. I don't. So I'm not going to try and convince myself otherwise, even though like, yeah, maybe it would be easier. But I think like the part that I'm battling with now is like, where is the balance? Like, where is the balance between Uh, my heart is hurting for him. And then also it's like, I don't want to be putting my focus on the closed door. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this door has closed and I'm like, I'm still thinking about it so much. And like, I want to be orienting my focus towards the, the new door, like the possibility, the, what gets to come next. And like really using everything from this experience as a baseline because yeah I think he has so many qualities that like I really really want (laughs) in a partner like he has set the bar very high for the Mm -hmm. next person that comes into my life and I think yeah part of that like desire to hold on was also just like fear of not finding those things Mm -hmm. again Mm because I do perceive like quite a few of the qualities to be very rare and Mm -hmm. like that yeah, that's scary, right? It's like, well, what if I don't find that again? But it's like, no, like I don't want <laughs> I don't want to be putting my focus yeah on that on that closed door, right? And it's like, yeah, I want to be able to see the door that's opening for me, the door of possibility, and yeah, using this experience as as a baseline instead of instead of just something to completely kind of wash over and be like, well, that hurt and it sucked and like goodbye. Hmm.
1: I think just from listening, like what I what I think is you you're really wanting to get to the next step without fully being in this step. And I think grieving him like is a big part of it, like feeling that grief, like allowing yourself to grieve the relationship, to grieve the timeline that you had the opportunity to step into. That is no more um, to grieve the experience and like really, you know, stepping into your knowledge on grief and allowing yourself that space to fully be sad about the fact that it's not happening and to fully like immerse yourself in 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 those feelings and be sad about about that because that's totally valid um but then at the same time you can still open that new door you can write down all of those qualities that you liked in him that you don't think you'll ever find in someone else but you know what at the same time write down the things that weren't perfect because the one that's perfect is going to have those things too and one thing someone said to me um with my last partner was like okay, yeah, he's perfect for you, but he doesn't want to be with you. So he's not perfect for you because if he was perfect for you, he would want to be with you. So therefore he's not perfect for you. And you <laughs> oh. know, it's it sucks to hear that, but like, it's, it, it's the truth, right? Like if he was perfect for you, he'd want to be with you. So like, therefore he's not. And, um, I felt the same way. Like, the thing with my last partner was i felt like he understood me on this like deeper level that no other man had ever understood me honestly most other humans did not understand me on this level and then i started to like something started to like happen and appear where i realized like that actually wasn't the truth like he didn't understand me as much as i thought he liked me to feel understood by him because it served his ego. Um, He liked the way that I felt to him and it served him rather than like him actually understanding me. He liked to seem understanding because then I was more infatuated by him. Um, And so that was something where it actually, something I thought was a truth actually wasn't a truth. Um, And uh, so then now like, with Damien, sometimes like, I don't feel like he always is on that deep spiritual level. Um, But it's not a negative thing because he is very naturally spiritual. And he does understand me on this deeper level, which is painful sometimes because he's like seeing me like blasted wide open. And he's like, yeah, you're pretty messy. You should probably work on cleaning better. And I'm like, how dare you say that? But it's the truth. (laughs) And like, So like, he does understand me like to the point where it can be uncomfortable, but like, so like just maybe realizing that like what you are believing to be the truth right now, maybe isn't actually the truth. So like maybe a lot of those qualities that you saw in him are the truth, but then maybe they're not. And like just being open to that, like in your future partner, they're going to be more of that. One thing that I've always felt about all my partners is i'm so grateful i didn't end up with the boy i had a crush on when i was 20 because like if i would have landed with him we would be <laughs> we would not i would not be where i am today um and so like keeping that in mind like in 10 20 30 years like maybe this person isn't like isn't even close to the caliber of the person that you deserve to be with Um, and so like, you know, he, like, you know, this person helped you with your business and stuff, but maybe like the next one isn't even going to have to really help you because like, they're just going to be that rock for you to come home to, and you're going to already have all of that control in your own self. And they're just going to be there to support you and cheer you on and be the foundation for you to go out and do those things on your own. Because you will have the confidence in yourself and the safety in yourself and you'll have all of this grounded energy in yourself that you won't need them for that, but it will still feel really good to have them also as like your partner to cheer you on. So I really think that like allowing yourself to grieve the death of this, which is really what it is, um, not rushing yourself through the process, like holding yourself and loving yourself and, and doing those extra kind things, like like buying yourself nice things and treats and whatever else, like really taking care of yourself how you wish a partner would doing that for yourself right now. And then also starting to manifest the future, like writing down those things that you really liked in him and knowing if it was out there once it can be out there again, and it will be out there even better than this time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, Yeah. It's just like, remember at the beginning when I was like, yeah, I didn't want (laughs) to, I knew that I'd be hanging on to the, what if one day maybe energy. And it's like, now I feel like I'm in that energy. Like I'm I'm in that energy now. Like maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe he'll come to his senses and realize like he does want to be with me. And it's like, dude. (laughs) Well, and you know what? Maybe he will. And
1: that's the thing, but you can't be stuck on that. You could, you can put him up there with all the other maybes. And it's Mm. like, you don't have to, like, you know, like maybe he will, but maybe he won't, and maybe someone else will. And so, like, your only job is to focus on you and is to take care of you and is to feel safe in your body again and is to nurture yourself the way that you wish a partner would and, like, take what you learned from him, like, I know you said he helped you with like your podcast and a lot of things like take all of those things like they appear for a reason. So like integrate those things, use those, add those to your tool belt. So now they're yours. They're not his, they're yours now. And like take that. And then now the next guy who comes along isn't going to have to give you that because you already have that. It's already yours. So you can like experience more with the next partner.
0: Yeah, no, that's such a good point. And that just you speaking about that reminded me of like my last partner, he was a chef. And uh, like, when we started dating, I could not cook at all. (laughs) Like It would be like, you know, frozen chicken fingers and stuff like that. But being with him, like he made such incredible food. And then when we did break up, it was like, oh, like, I'm not going to go back to eating the frozen. food. it's like, I'm going to prepare myself beautiful meals, because now I understand, like, how and like I understand the aspect of like experimenting in the kitchen and being bold and trying new things so it's like yeah I love that idea of like each relationship you get to take those learnings and you get to take those tools with you and they're yours now like they don't they don't belong to that person
1: mm-hmm. yeah and like that like it, ultimately it helped you right like ultimately it was a gift and like like at the end of the day Um, One thing I learned like in an ayahuasca ceremony, which I did mention to you, but it's, I think, worthwhile to mention here is that source, the same source is in all of us, so the same source that's in you that wants you to succeed is also in him that wants him to succeed, the same source that wants you to find your ideal partner is also in him and want him to find his ideal partner, and so source orchestrated for you two to come together because you had gifts you could give each other but at the same time source also wants you to end up with the one you're meant to be with so it's gonna separate you if and when the time is right and maybe there's still lessons for you to learn um which is why he wasn't the one and when the right one comes along you're not going to need to learn those lessons you'll have already learned them um And so like that can really help with the whole heart opening thing is like knowing that like the same being that's looking out for you is also looking out for him and um, brought you two together for a reason and it was a gift um, and it still is a gift and um, this heartbreak is still a gift because it's allowing you to experience love on this deeper level And you will get over it one day and it won't be there forever and it might take a couple weeks or a couple months but it does get easier, but to not rush the process of it either to let yourself be sad and like to use this as like as inspiration um, for future projects or for like future like taking what you learn how you heal yourself through this and using this with your clients who come to you who also have broken hearts or who have also been hurt um, because now you have this as something that you can use to help others
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's something I like to come back to yeah as soon as I go through another thing I'm like oh yeah now I understand how to move through this and that means I can better relate to people who are going through something similar yeah going through journey that resonates
1: (laughs) totally and the ones that are for you will be attracted to you for those reasons so um one of my reiki healers said you know like we're all helping each other up the mountain like you're you might be a few steps ahead of someone but then you can turn around and shine your lantern to someone else and they're gonna start to come up and then oh something just happened with my light um and then (laughs) they can come around and and um sorry (laughs) and uh so on and so forth so you now have the tools to help someone else up the mountain and then they can take what they learn from you to help someone else. And then it's like an ongoing web of healing. And it's so beautiful. (laughs) I love thinking about healing that way. Like that, you know, every time you heal someone, they can have the opportunity to heal
0: someone. And it's just one big web of love. I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, the key for me right now is just focusing on the lessons that I, that I did take from this experience. Definitely. Yeah. Focusing on integrating the masculine into my business, I think is a big one because even as all of this chaos was happening, like with the up and down of the commitment and the emotions, like I totally let it throw me off of all of my business stuff. Like I just was not getting anything done. And it's like, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Like, I can't just throw everything to the wayside, like, because I'm going through this intense emotional experience. Like, that's not, that's not structure. That's not mm. safe. Like, that's not a safe foundation for a business. Um, so that's been a massive learning. And also just reflecting on, yeah, how much of it was fear of not finding that again. Mm-hmm rather than like the actual substance of the relationship, just fear of not finding those qualities again. Mm -hmm. And really like my desire to be liked by him Mm -hmm. more than anything else.
1: Totally. And it feels good when someone likes you, like it feels good when someone's putting their attention on you and like, it like helps you find that love in yourself. Cause like that's like, you know, a lot of relationships are like, it, it helps a lot of people to find love for themselves because they have this mirror of love reflected back to them. But a lot of it is like, you already had that in you before he was there. Like you already had all those parts before he showed you them. So like, they're still there. And like, you can like kind of step out of yourself and look at yourself and it's all still there. Like you're still that being that's that's like lovable. Um, and it's like showing you a deeper part of yourself to love you know i you probably get that with your clients a lot like when you help them heal or when you show them things and they're so grateful and it makes you feel so good that you were able to be that person for them and it's the same in a relationship like although he's now gone like you still were that person like you still helped him and he still helped you and he still showed you another deeper part of yourself once again that's yours now that you can like love yourself deeper because of it
0: mhm Yep.
1: (laughs) Oh, relationships. They're the toughest thing ever, but they're the best way to learn, honestly. Relationships, whether it's with your family, with the men, with the women, with the clients. It's Mm -hmm. like relationships are literally everything in this world, which is kind of crazy. Yeah.
0: And like, I think like one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, in like the personal growth and like healing space is this idea that you can totally heal by yourself, Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, <laughs> No. like you can observe your thoughts and become more self-aware, but there is a certain level of mirroring that needs to happen in order to mm-hmm. really meet yourself because we all have blind spots. Like there are oh, yeah. so, so many things that have come up for me that only I only would have discovered within like a coaching container or within my relationships of having it reflected back to me. It's like, and then once you see it, it's like clear as day, but like, you you just can't see it in yourself. You can't, like, you have to have someone reflecting it back to you. Like, that's why I think like, yeah, coaching or, or yeah, being in relationships or doing these things, like doing this work with someone is just so So important. (laughs)
1: Totally, like the work you do, or like me with Reiki. Like when I work with my Reiki master, it's the exact same thing. It's like parts of yourself you can't see until someone, or or you feel like you're not allowed to see. Like Mm -hmm. if you like feel sad about something, and you feel like you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't feel sad, or maybe I shouldn't feel this way, or whatever. And then you have a coach, or like a Reiki master, or someone to be like, wow, you're feeling really upset about this, and you're like oh my god you're right I am so upset like wow no like wow now I just feel so seen like it's it, it, it's like you need someone else to sometimes show you that compassion that you aren't able to show
0: yourself mm, um, yeah there's a quote I love I think it goes something like only when compassion is present will people allow themselves to see the truth
1: yeah ooh, so true yeah and like I mean isolation and being by yourself is an important step of the journey. Absolutely. Because that allows you to have a clear intuition, but if you can't go out and integrate that into the world, then how healed are you really?
0: Amen. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So true so true I mean I feel like I could talk to you forever but <laughs> maybe I know we, I feel the same <laughs> we can we can do another podcast but I feel like yeah we've been talking for a while so maybe let's just end off with any like last piece of advice you want to to give to someone who's maybe like seeking out a sacred union uh for the first time
1: my my advice would be get real with yourself get real with what you want allow yourself to feel allow yourself to feel it all Um, allow it to come out whether it's journaling whether it's crying whether it's working out whatever um allow yourself to feel uh get honest about what you really want and and uh start to work on feeling safe in your body those would be like the key starting points um developing a good relationship with your body Uh, Because a lot of us are, yeah, like, disassociated completely from our bodies or completely out of touch with that. And so that would be like getting grounded is always the first step, feeling your emotions, and then being honest with yourself about what you want.
0: And then going from there. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Okay. And where can people where can people find you connect with you or inquire about your Reiki and all that kind of stuff?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, So my business uh, Instagram is Authentic You Fitness. That's where you can find kind of this type of related stuff. Uh, My personal account, uh, if you are more interested in that, is Jillian Louise and all the L's are sevens. Um, and I have a website, which is authenticu.ca, where you can find all of my services. Um, I recently published a book, which is all about the chakras and how to self heal. Uh, so that's a great starting point for, for all this kind of stuff as well. And yeah, like send me a message if, if you feel inspired to reach out because I love to meet new people.
0: (laughs) Amazing. And I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes as well. I'll put all your handles on your website and stuff like that. So in case people miss that, it'll be in the show notes. But thank you so much, Jillian. It has been such an honor to have this conversation with you. Um, yeah. I'm so it. happy
1: we did it. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this it, it has been so fun. And I feel, like, I feel like we've hopefully inspired some people today, if not ourselves. So totally. thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was nervous to do this podcast because I just felt like I'm like not healed enough, you know, and I don't want to like share from the wound. But I actually think talking about it has been really good for me <laughs> so yeah I'm, and I'm for anyone else
1: this. that has like those still unhealed wounds like you're never fully healed so
0: totally yeah. totally awesome. all right yeah. thank you bye
1: <laughs> bye thanks for having me
0: Thank you so much for listening. I know we got quite personal today, but hopefully you were able to see yourself in either of our stories and extract some nuggets for your own life and your own learning. As always, before you go, if you could take a second to leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple, whatever podcast platform you're listening on, And finally, I am very, very excited to announce that I actually have a group program in the works that is very much related to everything that we spoke about today. So it's going to be a group program for women um, for really like owning your feminine superpower and kind of like embodying that wild woman that wants to come online, that like confident creator energy, right? So if you're in a place where maybe you're feeling disconnected from yourself, you feel like you're not really doing meaningful work in the world or you've got some anxiety resulting from knowing that what you're doing isn't necessarily what you want to be doing, like you don't feel lit up, maybe you have issues with always putting people above yourself and you struggle to really receive whether that be with money or even like compliments or feedback and you kind of are like stuck in thought spirals and frustrated and you know some of what we talked about today you you're like wow okay yeah living with an open heart like that sounds really good And uh, yeah, you want to stop second-guessing yourself, you want to let your gifts come online and own your wisdom and your talents and stop wondering if you're you're good enough because you you are good enough, right? So this program is really going to be about that sense of embodied confidence and letting your gifts come online and focusing not so much on doing more, but on being more and getting the clarity on yeah who you are what your patterns are and challenging your existing beliefs and narratives that you do have and really becoming the creator of your life you know you're probably a meaning seeker and you see life through a spiritual lens and you're on this healing journey and maybe you're ready to step into a place of really connecting with other sisters who are on this journey and you really want more depth in your life you feel like life has gotten pretty shallow and you know you're here to experience more. So this program is really going to be for the woman who wants to own her power, who wants to unlock her creativity, and really lead life from a place of desire. You know that pleasure is a sacred resource, and we are going to connect to living life in this way. I've recently woken up to this like hungry woman within me, and Let me tell you, she has been starving. She has been starving for more. And I know that if I'm feeling this way, there are other women who are feeling this way. And so this container is really going to be about alchemizing all of the shit that has been holding you back from owning the full power of who you are here to be. It's going to be about understanding your story, getting out of survival mode, falling in love with yourself, embodying and expressing your emotions through the body, connecting to your feminine superpowers, and yeah, connecting in sisterhood, and redefining what it means to be a creative person, and connecting to your purpose, your values, and... Really connecting to your voice and sharing yourself and being able to assert your boundaries in a confident, expressed way so that you can say no to things that are not in alignment with you anymore and yeah, live from a place of what you actually want and desire rather than what you just feel like you should do or you have to do because some other people have placed these expectations on you. Right, like We're moving into a place of self-leadership and really getting into the art of receiving your desires and becoming a magnet for your desires rather than pushing and striving and competing. So I know that's a lot, but (laughs) if any of that sounds juicy or exciting or expansive to you, let's talk about it because I'm going to be starting this group container in actually the next few weeks. So depending on when you're listening to this episode... Just send me a message and we can talk about if it's the right fit. This is going to be the first round of this program so I'm offering it at a very juicy price point and it's also going to be a very limited number of seats available and I'm not just saying that, like, it's going to be like less than 10. So if you know that that sounds good to you, yeah just send me a message right away and let's talk about it and see if it's the right fit so other than that, thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day, my loves, I will see you soon, bye!